Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that we have a sponsor. They are Hulu Plus. And it is a great, great service. I've really been using it a lot. I've been watching shows on my iPhone. I was recently on vacation in Indiana and had to share a room with my kids. And after they would uh, doze off to sleep, I'd kind of stay in bed with the earbuds in watching some great, great shows. Uh, Many of you know I'm totally into science fiction television and Hulu Plus is the place for it. Besides watching, you know, Star Trek episodes, I was going back and watching a great show that if you don't know, you should definitely check out. I actually did a lot of the promos for it back when I worked at Sci-Fi. It's called Farscape. It's by the Henson people. You know, Jim Henson's company is run by Brian Henson, his his son, and they've done uh, a number of really good shows, including this great sci-fi show called Farscape. Definitely watch it. Try the free two-week trial of Hulu Plus and watch Farscape. It's a great show. You won't be disappointed. Ben Browder is the lead in it. Great guy. Great character. He plays John Crichton. I love it. Definitely watch Farscape using the free two-week trial of Hulu Plus. And the way you get that is you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash metal. Make sure you use that link. It's very important. They are monitoring how many people we send them. So definitely click through. Try out that free two-week trial, and you can always cancel it without being charged if you're not digging it within uh, two weeks. But I have a feeling you will dig it because it's great. So many great shows, you know, and it's just not the old Star Trek from the 1960s that they have on there. They have a lot of great stuff from Star Trek, including Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, The Next Generation, Voyager. I think that's just about all the Star Treks, actually. They have all the Star Trek stuff. Again, one of my other favorite TV shows of all time, Star Trek. Been watching that since I was like five years old, literally. Oh, great stuff. So many cool shows. The Man Show is on there with uh, Corolla, Adam Corolla. It's a show he did a number of years back with Jimmy Kimmel. And The Man Show is a great show, man. If you don't know Corolla's old stuff, I know a lot of you guys listen to his podcast. Uh, if you don't know his work from the past, definitely go to HuluPlus.com slash metal and search the man show another great funny show by the king of all podcasters adam carolla there's actually a picture of me and adam 
up on TalkingMetal.com if you go to the site. I recently ran into him at the Wine Library. Well, ran in. I went and waited in line to, to meet the guy and get his autograph on a bottle of Mangria. And again, Corolla's show, The Man Show, on HuluPlus.com slash metal. Do me a favor. Go check out these great shows they have up. There's so many of them. So many of them. And we'll talk more about HuluPlus.com in future episodes of Talking Metal. It's the way you keep us going here on Talking Metal. Here is last Friday's show, live show that Victor and I did. I was out in Indiana doing this, uh, Victor in Spain, and we spoke with a good old friend of mine, Opus, from Connecticut. So check it out right now. You're listening to the Talking Metal Podcast with your host, Mark Striegel, and special guest co-host, Victor M. Ruiz iTunes number one hard rock and metal podcast. I'm Bud Friendly. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Victor. What's up? This is Opus the Dopus from Dead by Wednesday from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to TalkingMetal.com. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Talking Metal Live. This is Victor over in Spain. For this week's episode, we have Mark even farther away than usual in Indiana, right? Yeah, I'm out here in Fort Wayne, Indiana on a vacation. This is where my wife's family lives. Having a good time, heading back to New Jersey tomorrow. Cool. What do you guys do, drive out there? Yeah, yeah, it's a two-day journey each way. So, you know, it's uh, it, it can be challenging at times. But now that kids are a little bit older, it's uh, it's getting easier, so... Fun. Right. Fun. Good good uh good stuff. So what's going on, man? Um I'm listening actually to the stream right now in my other my other ear, and then we're about, you know, seven seconds behind. And I will say that it sounds much better than it did two weeks ago whenever we had that debacle uh <laughs> doing the live show. So no dot matrix printer, no uh underwater speech. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. It was just uh one of those things, and I know we had nine or ten people or more, I don't even know, listening, and uh, I apologize to you guys. We did salvage the Metal Mike interview, which went into uh, in a podcast episode of Talking Metal, and that was a great interview. Uh, we packaged it with a Zach Wilde interview, if you haven't heard that. Two great guitar players. Uh, and also, recently, I interviewed Bruce Bouillet. I don't know. Did you have a chance to check out that interview? I have not as of yet. I really want to listen to it because, I mean, obviously from the clips that are uh, from what you had typed up regarding the John Karabi stuff. And, and I mean, he's been in Racer X and I mean, he's been all over the place. So very interesting guy. Yeah. And it's interesting. Bruce sent me the new album, The Order of Control, that is coming out, I guess, next month, his solo record. Okay. And, you know, one of the guys who was in Racer X and The Scream, for that matter, went on to play in Mars Volta. Uh, the, I guess he was known as John when he was in Racer X, and then he yep. at some point changed his name to Juan. Maybe that yep. was his real name. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I, I, I could swear on the new Bruce Bouillet album that's coming out. It's, you know, it's a straight ahead. I wouldn't call straight ahead. It's a it's a great hard rock and record. But I can kind of hear that, like, influence that maybe he's actually listening to Mars Volta a little bit and there's a subtle influence 
I, I, I think at least of Mars Volta on the new Bruce Bouye record. You know, I still think it'll appeal to all the fans of the the shred stuff, the shred in, instrumental neoclassical stuff, if you will. And it, you know, not that Racer X was an instrumental band, but uh, you know, they were definitely uh, a band that knew how to shred. And I don't know if I'd call them neoclassical. Would you? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think it was like a flat out uh, Richie Blackmore or Inve Malmsteen type thing. I mean, they could definitely shred both he and Paul Gilbert, but I think they were more of, I don't know, following the whole Jason Becker, Marty Friedman type deal as opposed to the, the you know, pure neoclassical stuff. Yeah, well, it's a great interview for anybody who is just a fan of... Uh hard rock heavy metal music in general even if you don't know much about bruce it's worth checking out and that was the last episode 428 of the talking metal podcast and victor we now have a sponsor on board which we're working with they are hulu plus and it's just a great service i'm encouraging anybody who wants to support what we do to Go to TalkingMetal.com, click through the banner, the Hulu Plus banner, which you'll see in today's show notes, or just go straight to HuluPlus.com forward slash metal. And this is the place where you can catch all your favorite TV shows, really, of all time. There's so much great stuff on there. And uh, I will continue to talk about Hulu Plus on this episode and on future episodes of Talking Metal. And, you know... If you don't like it, just fast forward over me talking about it. But do me a favor. Please use those links. Go to HuluPlus.com slash metal. That's how you support us. anyone's eardrums out there bring the volume down yeah ragdoll um all i want was the song and my friend eric bones of steel you've met just recently uh 
turned me on to that track. And it's a great, great band from what I've heard, and I hope to learn more about them soon. Cool. Eric is always good for coming up with these bands that uh, not too many people have heard of. He obviously turned me on to Mustache, um, another great band. Definitely. Mustache have just a great record out, guys, that came out earlier this year, which I want to talk about uh, at some point. I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about all the other like really great music that has come out in 2013 because personally i think this has been a really good year for music so far so Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of stuff that uh, is worth mentioning and we'll probably i guess get into that after the uh, interview that we're about to do with my old friend opus who has played in so many great bands including gargantuan soul also known as g soul and a band called Dead by Wednesday, which he is currently playing with and has been for oh a long time already. So I'm looking forward to catching up with him. He's definitely been on the show, I think, twice already, maybe at least once, I think twice. So it'll be good to uh, talk with him, and uh, you'll be talking with him for the first time, Victor. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and I remember hearing him on the show, and that's how I was introduced to his work. Definitely an interesting array of musical influences. It seems as if, uh, you know, he's worked into both uh, Gargantuan Soul and Dead by Wednesday. And, you know, I always, uh, you know, like to talk about bands looking for originality or looking for something else, you know, something to really make them stand out. And definitely they're doing that. So I think we have him calling in. Let's see if we could patch him in to um to the to the conversation hello opus victor yes what's up brother it's opus what's going on mark are you there yes i am hey opus how are you man hey mark how's it hanging brother it is hanging good. I want to just let you know that we are doing this live right now, but it will go out in podcast form. And if there's any cutouts or anything, because I'm on like kind of a crappy Wi-Fi out here in Indiana doing the show away from home. So if there happens to be any dropouts, we'll patch everything together when it goes out in podcast form. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm, I'm cool with live. I'm a good improv guy. You know, that's my forte. Absolutely. And, you know, you haven't been on the show in a while, and just to introduce anybody who uh, who doesn't know who you are and, or refresh anybody's uh, memory who hasn't heard from you in a while, Opus is a guy who has been a part of the New England metal and hard rock scene for many, many years. Many of the, the bigger bands that came out of that area have even cited you as kind of one of the uh, the kind of founders of the the whole scene up there and we are happy to have you on the show tonight we want to talk to you a little bit about your history going way back to the g soul days and also about what you're up to now with dead by wednesday so let's let's start there let's start with dead by wednesday what is currently going on with you guys well well first of all mark you're making me blush with 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 classifying me as as one of the uh, founding, you know, members of the New England metal scene, that makes me more more than ecstatic. I gotta be honest with you, but I appreciate. Well, the I, I honest, 
Yeah, I honestly believe that's a true statement. I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your ass. I mean, I, I like like I said that even you know Howard uh, from Killswitch Engage, formerly of Killswitch Engage, you know, mentioned you and mentioned Gargantuan Soul as a band he listened to and and that really you know was a big influence on him. And I and you know, there's been so many even offshoots of what of what G Soul was doing. Uh, other bands that kind of blew up a little bit, and I just feel like you guys. You guys definitely, you know, maybe not single-handedly, but were definitely a big, you know, part of of launching that whole exciting scene up there. I mean, I'd see you come definitely. down to the city filled with a bus full of like, you know, fans, and then you had fans in New York too. So, I mean, what what keeps you? I, let's, let's talk. Well, I want to talk about what keeps you going and how you keep that fire burning after all these years. But first, let's talk about what's going on with Dead by Wednesday. Well, I mean. Uh... A lot is going on with Dead by Wednesday, and uh, to be honest with you, you uh, couldn't have got me on the show at a better time because there's so much to talk about. <laughs> Basically, <clears throat> for um, within the next uh, week or two, I was getting ready to put out a national press release uh, regarding a lot of stuff going on with the band, and uh, it's, I'm glad that you guys are having me on because I could actually, um, you know, break the ice and break the news. Um, on a podcast, and uh, you heard it here first type of stuff. Some is good, some is not so great, but uh, we, we trudge on and we make the best of every situation. Um, and in, in the header of the, of the press release, it goes like this. Um, I'm just going to read it to you real quick. Dead by Wednesday, guitarist Ross Ragusa leaves the band. National open auditions for the guitar player position for Dead by Wednesday. The wow. new EP, the, the new EP coming soon, the new record label that it's coming out on, and the Connecticut Music Awards nominations. We were we were nominated in two different categories in the uh, CTMAs. It's a big deal now. It's the second year they're doing it, and um, and that's pretty much all the information. And I can touch, you know, embellish on all those different topics uh, a little more. Uh, if you want to take it one, you know, one uh, situation at a time, but those are the heading of the uh, press release that's going to be coming out soon, and I'm glad that I got to talk about it here first with my own voice. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, how how much is this? It's going to set you back a little bit having to audition new guitar players. Well, um, you know, this is the thing. Um, we are going to do national auditions for his replacement, but he is like a family member to us. And it has to be someone who's going to be like very professional and willing to tour. And um, basically, I mean, how we're saying it is to be considered, to be even like considered, you, you got to go study Ross Ragusa and you have to be as good, if not better than him. And, uh, you know, if you, if you basically, if you, if you think you got what it takes and you're serious about your career, and uh, you want to be, you know, our next Randy Rhodes or our next um, Don Bagdero, you got to come correct and show us what you got. You can email me, um, uh, you know, basically through all of our social media sites direct or um, basically get a hold of anyone, you know, maybe you or anybody and just put us in contact. But soon the press release will come out and it'll, um, it'll describe exactly what I'm talking about. But basically what happened was um, it was very – his – his, in Ross Regus's words, 
due to personal reasons, he said, um, he has chosen to amicably, amicably, excuse me, part ways with Dead by Wednesday. Ross states uh, he loves his brothers in DBW, and he wishes them, wishes us, nothing but success, as we deserve it for years of hard work that we put into this project. And he said, also went on to say that this is the hardest decision he's ever made in his life. But the road and touring has done serious damage to his back and neck, and he needs to step away for a bit to get healthy. And he also wants to try to pursue an education in music. And uh, he said he wants to come back strong to become the musician he was born to be. And uh, basically, it was hard. You know, it's hard for us to hear this, but the show must go on. And uh, we're wishing uh, we wish him nothing but the best. I mean, Ross is uh, a talented guy, and he, he really made our band get to this level so it wasn't like a bad thing although unfortunately um you know we were planning on putting out a full length with Ross and because of his departure um you know we have to instead we're finishing up the seven songs that he did with us in the studio and um we're gonna you know we're still gonna release it with his name as a writer featured on it and uh but you know we're, we're gonna get some changes like it's, record, it's being recorded uh, recently, but we've been recording at um, Nikki, Nikki Belmore. His nickname is Nicholas T. Rage. He's the guy who does all of Jasper's stuff and Hatebreed and Kingdom of Sorrow and Toxic Holocaust. He's a monster in the metal, you know, uh, pro- producing side of things. So we're doing the album, or the EP now. It's really a long EP, really almost a CD. So we just decided to, instead of having a mishmash of, like, different guitar players, we're just going to, the songs that we recorded are great. We love them. We're going to just leave it as where it is, finish it off with him, and uh, we're going to self-title it. It's going to be like a long EP, and it's going to be released uh, early January 2014. And it's coming out through a new label. I can't say who it is yet because we're in the middle of negotiations, but it's, um, it's a fast-growing indie label that just popped up a little while ago, but they're quickly coming uh, monsters in the metal genre and uh, we're going to be doing like a split release with my company Mind Snap Music which basically what I've done for all the last three albums I did a Mind Snap Take 4 split the last the last parade and the last album I did a Mind Snap uh, Eclipse split on the Killing Project the second album and I did a Mind Snap uh, Stillborn Records split with Jamie on the first album Democracy is Dead so we're going to be doing it with this new label, but I can't say anything yet, but it's going to definitely be coming out. And uh, after the release, obviously we have plans to for, we have plans on uh, Nationwide Tour promoting the EP, but um, right now we basically have to, you know, step back a little bit and let time, you know, basically heal the wounds and see who comes to, you know, comes walking in and hopefully we could, uh, find the right guy and it, and it works and we could actually go out and, and uh, play all the, the past stuff that he wrote and also the new stuff, you know? So is this a spot that um, Ross is just stepping away for a while and coming back or is the new guy going to completely replace him for the foreseeable future? Uh, he's, gonna be, he's probably going to be replaced for the foreseeable future. Um, I think, uh, I think, Unfortunately, we're on different pages when it comes to uh, taking it, you know, just basically touring. What it takes nowadays is pretty simple. It's touring, 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 selling albums through the road and 
living on the road, and you know that's basically how it works. Those days of you know selling a million albums through you know record label promotion and all this money is gone. It's all gone. So the only way right. to make a living, yeah, the only way to make a living is to tour. So if he can't tour, that leaves us no choice. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, we wish, yeah, we wish you the best of luck with it, and uh, you've just been such a trooper going all the way back to the G Soul days. And what what keeps the fire burning inside you after all these years? Especially after many, you know, member. I mean, people deal with member changes all the time, and it really is frustrating to feel like you have to start over again. But um, you know, I I think what keeps the fire burning is it's simple. It's either in your blood, or it's not. And that's also something that, and it's not a knock on him, but it's also something that I have had in me since I was, you know, 12 years old listening to Kiss, Kiss Alive or whatever, rock and roll all over even, um, and knowing what I want to do with my life. And I basically, you know, you see, like I said, it's either in your blood or it's not. And you either want to do it for real or you, you're, you know, on the fence about, certain things and anything that gets in the way basically is what is going to be your demise in a sense when it comes to this business like for example i'm having my first child september the, the due date is september 27th i'm scared shitless i'm very i'm like freaking out i don't know what to expect um you know it's my first kid and i'm still going to tour i'm still going to do this I'm, i have shows booked in october I'm thinking it's actually perfect timing that this is happening right now because we're we're actually stepped away to write and record this new album and, you know, figure this whole situation out with the guitar player. And, you know, the singer, Joey, and Mike, the bass player, who's been with me since the beginning, they're still in, they're still gung-ho, um, you know. So it's actually a good time for this little bit of a break to kind of, like, let things fall apart and then rebuild and come out strong. And, um, and you know, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I don't know what to expect, but the things everyone's saying, my life's going to change, and it's going to change. But I don't think, um, I don't, as far as my passion is, gonna, is concerned, that that's going to change. No. And I need to still make a living, and that's all I know. I'm not going to work it. You know, I can't, no offense to anyone who does the job, but I, I can't flip burgers for a living. You know what I mean? I'm a drummer. Right. I'm also, right. In, I'm, too in, I'm too embedded in the music business to, to even think about, you know, doing anything else. So, well, first of all, congratulations on the exciting news. Uh, that's big news for, for anybody. And I mean, that's, that's amazing. And we wish you all the best with that. And second of all, now, now Ross, he, he, was he an original member of G soul? No, he wasn't actually. He was funny story. Ross was a 19 year old kid when I first met him. Um, one of my buddies who gave guitar lessons and worked at a, a music store, um, I was looking for a Kirk Hammett-style guitar player for my Metallica tribute band, Alcoholica, which tours a lot, too, and is still going to this day. And we'll talk about all the other projects after this, but he um, convinced me to give this kid a shot. And I'm like, listen, this dude can't know any old Metallica. He probably wasn't even born yet. And... This kid came in with a little tight fro, at not even long hair, skinny, skinny as can be, like 80 pounds soaking wet. And here I am with, you know, all my old dogs from the scene, and we're like Ron Zombie and Clyde Blackwood from my old band, and 
And we're like, you know, ready to rock some old school Metallica. And we're like, this kid walks in. And we're like, there's no way this dude's going to be able to play stuff. Dude, he knocked her socks off. He was he was on point, and he knew everything that uh, that Metallica, her camera could have played in Metallica to a T. And we just all looked at each other through the corner of our eyes while we were playing, like, wow, this is crazy. So we ended up, in a sense, I test, I kind of tested him out with that for a while. And he was gung-ho with touring and everything at the time. And, uh, you know, and basically at that point, we were looking for a second guitar player for Dead by Wednesday. Dead by Wednesday only had the original guitar player, Pat Garcia, who we never replaced after his departure. And um, he was on the first two albums. And what happened oh, okay. was we decided okay. to go with, yeah, we decided to go with a one guitar player band similar to like a Pantera style because I just right. believe that all this fluff after G Soul, which was like a, a 10, 10 person band, I'm exaggerating, but seriously, right. I mean, it was, like a circus, it was like a circus up there. I went with the whole less is more attitude and I kind of wanted to model a band after like the old school bands that really made, you know, four guys up there with four instruments doing the best they can with what they got. A singer, a guitar player, a bass player, and a drummer. Less is more. Make the best you can out of those instruments and make a real band out of it. And that's kind of what we went with. So that's why it's such a, it is a kind of a, 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 a shitty loss because he is a pretty much like a, one of the main people in this thing now. So anyone that steps in, I don't care if I have, if I have to wait you know, a month, two months, six months, a year, even two years, regardless if we're relevant or not, we, I'm not just going to put anyone in there. You know, it's going to have to be the right guy, you know? Yeah, totally. And so where is the best place for people who may be interested in auditioning or people who just want to learn a little bit about Dead by Wednesday to find you guys online? Well, you can go to our uh, mother's site. It's uh, www deadbywednesday.com or our Facebook page, which is obviously facebook.com slash deadbywednesday, all one word. Or the best bet for, for straight up hitting me up for auditions or just questions about the auditions, um, you can just email me at omindsnap at aol.com. That's O-M-I-N-D-S-N-A-P, all one word, at aol.com. And, um, cool. you know, just hit, hit me up, you know. And in the podcast version of this, guys, in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com, we'll have all that information listed that, uh, that Opus just uh, ran through right, right there. Um, on a totally different note, uh, musically and uh, topic-wise, you recently did some touring with the Bullet Boys, a band that, you know, I, I actually, one of my bands actually opened up for them once when they came through New Jersey. It's that they're a band who have actually been going for a real long time, but that most of us remember from the, uh, the late 80s heyday of, uh, you know, commercial hard rock and, and metal. How did that go for you? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. They're, they're, I didn't realize, you know, because I was always like the naysayer of the hair bands out back in the day when, when the people were listening to Poison and, and um, Warren and all those bands. I was listening to Slayer and Venom and old Metallica, Celtic Frost, stuff like that. So I really was never a, really a hair metal guy, except my, my, um, my what, what do they call that? Not Dirty Passion. What, what do they call when you have, like, that secret liking guilty of pleasure. Guilty yeah, my pleasure. guilty pleasure. Yeah, my guilty pleasure is Dawkins. 
Um, I just think that's that a good guilty pleasure. Yeah, the musicianship is amazing. But um, basically, back to the Bull Boys. It, it's funny how it happened. Like I didn't know much about them. I just knew who they were, and I knew that they were, you know, platinum-selling artists from the '80s. And they were on Warner Brothers, and they had like two hits. One of them being the cover of "For the Love of Money." And um, I looked into them a little more, and believe it or not, I, I, you know, I, I looked. I always thought of them as like the high voice type of band, but they're more of like a party punk rock, like rock mix of punk party band type of thing. So it was actually refreshing to play something a little different, and it was a little challenging because their tempos were a lot slower than I'm used to. Um, I'm used to a lot faster tempos with the metal stuff, and um, I have to like dig dig more into the pocket, more into the groove, and you know playing songs like Smooth Up in the stuff like that. It was really uh, challenging, and I had only like a week and a half to two weeks to learn it a whole set, 14 songs, and it was uh, it, it actually made me proud to know of what kind of musician I could that I could be if I need to, because you know between learning all of the Metallica set all of the Black Sabbath sets, all of Dead by Wednesday, my solo stuff, and then, you know, besides the G solo stuff, and then having to cram in 14 songs of a whole different style of band that I had no idea about from the 80s, um, it was awesome. And, you know, basically what ha- how it happened was Mark Torrin, who was the original, the original singer, uh, it was basically the only guy left in the current lineup of the Bull Boys, he um, caught wind of me through an old G Soul, Gargantua Soul fan. Now, there was this kid from Connecticut, uh, Nick, who is an awesome guitar player from L.A. He moved from Connecticut to L.A. and uh, hooked up with Mark Torrin. Now, I'm still president of my Facebook, and when they were talking about um, their needing dance to, to support their tour, their current tour, and I've been getting into a lot of you know, basically helping out with, you know, support acts. I know I got a band. I got I got a band called um, Messer from Texas onto the Black Label Society tour. I got a band from Colorado um, onto the um, uh, what the hell is the name of the uh, oh Taproot on the Taproot tour, and they're called Intertwined. They were awesome. The friends of mine were touring them before, and now I was trying to get a friend of mine's band on the Bull Boys tour, and so we, we started talking over the internet. And he was talking about how, his, you know, the, the last drummer passed away in a car accident, and they've been using this guy, but he can't tour, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, well, you know, what's the deal with it? And he gave me the idea of, you know, how it works and that it was, a you know, a decent paying gig and so on and so forth. And um, they were coming to, they happened to be have, have three gigs on the East Coast, which being that they're from L.A., you know, it's, it's, lot cheaper for them to fly instead of flying a drummer from LA out to, to the East Coast. Um, Nick was like, listen, Mark, I know Mark, I know this guy, he's a killer drummer. He used to play in this band. He plays playing currently playing in this band. He showed him some of the videos and uh, he basically hooked me up with the gig and um, they flew in. We had one rehearsal here at my place and we did three major gigs, one being um uh, Laconia Bike Week. We played uh, on the Jaeger stage at the uh, New Hampshire, the Laconia Bike Week. We played a Rhode Island show at a club, and we also played a show in, uh, I think it was Maine, in Maine. Um, and that was it. But I came home, and, and it was fun. I made some money, and I got a good experience, and I rubbed elbows with some, you know, some cool people. 
And um, I haven't heard from him since, but I'm sure that once they, you know, I know he's, uh, Mark is in the middle of some sort of uh, uh, new deal, getting, you know, doing something with a new album or something. And I don't know if they're going to need a touring guy or what they're doing or if they're going to use the Cali guy. But it's pretty cool that I got the opportunity and that, you know, my name is in their um, in their circle. And, and I'm sure I'll get a call from them in the future at some point for something, you know. Definitely. Cool. So would you be open to doing more things like that with other bands? I mean, it seems like a, a lot of and I hate the term heritage or legacy bands, but it seems like a lot of these older established bands are, are doing this type of deal. Do you think this will, you know, lead you to playing with other bands uh, under well, the same circumstance? Great question. Um, this is the thing. I love my own stuff, but if a real gig comes about and it's a real band, that meaning like a band that is, you know, has, their, their stuff together and they have management and they have eight, a booking agent and they have tours booked and albums out and they're doing well and they can offer me, you know, something being that I'm going to be a dad and I, you know, and I have to, you know, and I'm not a spring chicken and I need to make my living out of music. I will consider it, you know, I mean, there's definitely a difference between the bullet boys and like, you know, a, a, another band per se, but I mean, I already know all of Metallica. I know all of Black Sabbath. If any of those two bands want to offer me a gig, I would take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Opus. Now you're obviously close with Jamie Josta, and it, you know, in just talking with you, you and I have been talking these past few months. It sounds like you are actually kind of working with him on a number of things. Can you kind of go into a little bit about what your relationship is with Jamie Josta? Absolutely. We are uh, gay lovers, and um, he, uh, he's, I'm, I'm the man in the relationship, and he's a female. <laughs> there you okay, go. I'm nice. joking. All right. <laughs> oh, I hope he hears that. Anyway, no. Basically, it's the other way around. No, no. No, this is how it works. Um, it's really simple. Uh, I've known him for a long time. When I was in Gargantua Soul, um, he was coming up in the music scene, um, with with his last band, Jasta 14. And then he always was into hardcore and really heavy stuff. And um, basically, he started a label. He started doing really well. He was the right place at the right time. He worked his balls off. He became the uh, number one contender on bringing back hardcore into on, on like a national level. And uh, we were in a lot of the same conversations. We all... Uh, I mean, a lot of times, you know, our, both our names came up during the, uh, for the host, for the host possibilities of Headbangers Ball. Obviously, Jamie got it. Um, both our names came up to Universal with Gargantua Soul and Hatebreed. And uh, I was actually asked about Hatebreed at one point in the office of Universal. And I should have said they sucked, but they, I didn't. Um, I said they were awesome. But we always stayed in contact. We've always been friends. Um, he is, doing a phenomenal he started a new clothing line called hatewear incorporated and if you go to uh www.martyrstore.net that's the that's the store martyrstore.net all the designs are there of what he does and he makes some great mma style gear he also does some hardcore and, and metal rock uh clothing for girls and guys 
And now basically what, ha- what happened was over the years, he needs reliable people to help him when he's on tour, when he's on the road, being that he's a Connecticut dog. You know, he, he wanted to book my old band for Christ's sake when he was a kid. He, you know, he's approaching Gargantua Soul asking about it. And then he exceeded our level by, you know, leaps and bounds. And it's just, it's funny how things work. You know, here he's looking up to us. Now I'm looking up to him. And it's just how things happen in this business so quickly. But um, basically, he's been, you know, asking me here and there to help him out with the uh, clothing line. And he knows I'm reliable. I'm a hard worker. And I get things done and I hustle. And he's a mover and a shaker as well. So he asked me, and I've been basically doing a little bit at a time. It started off very part-time, and now it's basically every week. And uh, I just got done literally moving four huge warehouses full of stuff down to one main office where I moved all, everything, inventoried everything, uh, you know, basically uh, consolidated, organized, threw out a bunch of stuff, made, you know, made his life a little easier, even though he thrives off of organized chaos, I'm working there now and I'm OCD and I need to be organized. So I made everything happen and uh, he's away right now, but when he comes back, he's probably going to have a heart attack. But um, yeah, we have a great relationship. You know, I, I help him out and uh, he does what he can for me. Uh, you know, it's, it's not really uh, about the music as far as like my, like get my Wednesday or, or hate breed or any of that stuff. It's more about hate wear and, um, and that's how we like to keep it. You know, once in a while, he'll help me out. But for the most part, it's a job. And it's great to have a, uh, a job like that, like a day job where I can, you know, it's flexible. I can go on tour. I can work if I want to work. If I don't want to work, I tell him I can't do it. But it's a, re- it's a great gig because, you know, it's, it's very flexible and it's, and it's something that I can relate to and I love. And, and uh, it's still music-related. So that's basically how you make money in the music business nowadays. You can't expect to be – there's no more Led Zeppelins or – or like, you know, super groups like that. You have to, you know, I, I do Dead by Wednesday. And I, and I also do two tribute bands. And I also do an acoustic solo side project. And I also do Hatewear. And I also, you know, run a, a new night, a new, new rock and roll, like free showcase I want to talk about too here in Connecticut where I book three bands every other Thursday and, we, and, I, and I run a, night, a rock and roll night here. And I have, you know, try to make some sort of scene happen. So it's all those things combined that allow someone to have a career in music. And a lot of people don't get that. And I think Jamie's one of the guys that, do, that does understand how that works. Cool. Well, let's talk about your, your showcase thing that you're doing. You mentioned you wanted to talk about it. Is it a certain style of music? You, you book three bands and they all play a similar style of music? Or is it music that's from different genres? Well, basically, um, I have a formula that I've used for the last couple of years. Unfortunately, the, clo- the club that I was doing it at closed down, so I was out of commission for about a year. And with everything else going on, I kind of just let it, let it die out for a while so I could figure out my next uh, plan of attack. Now, basically how I do it is I pick a weeknight, usually a Wednesday or a Thursday. This one is a, a Thursday now. And... I put together, it's called, it's called Mind Snap Music's Metal Rock Mania. And it's pretty uh, obvious what I book. It's either metal or rock in genre. And um, I have a Facebook group on, online 
under that name, Mind Snap Music's Metal Rock Mania. You can join that. And uh, start. it's not going to start till October. The kickoff show is October 24th, Thursday. And from that point on, it's going to be every other Thursday. Now, the formula that I had worked. I was doing a Wednesday night for two years, and it was free admission, and we were at capacity almost every showcase. And the capacity wow. was like 100 and something. Yeah, like a hundred and some people on a Wednesday in Connecticut. So anyone that says there's no scene in Connecticut is full of crap. Um, so the, you know, basically right now I have October, November, December booked through 2013, and then I'll start a new calendar, January, February of 2014, once I know that this is doing okay. Now, because it's not just about me, it's it's about the band. They have to all come together to help make this night work. And I think they do. We have great sponsors. We have Air One Productions, which is a new label here from Connecticut. Metal Syndicate. Uh, they're, all, they're an awesome podcast, like Metal Podcast uh, place from Connecticut. They're a sponsor. Shark Food Designs, Hatewear, OFNR is an internet radio station. They're a sponsor. And uh, my girl's um, uh, new PR entertainment company, Dark Angel Entertainment, she's also sponsoring it. She does a lot does videos. She's the last two videos for Dead by Wednesday, the zombie one, um, and also the new one, All the World is Waiting, which is on our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash TV. And uh, she's also the one that got me involved in a lot of the TV stuff that I do. I don't know, you know, if you can touch upon that, too. I mean, I've, you know, you know I've done a lot of sure. stuff, you know, little, uh, little appearances on some TV shows. Actually, I have one coming out soon. I don't know what episode, but in the next coming weeks, there's a new show on A&E called Psychic Tia, and she uh, she actually reads my uh, cards, my tarot cards, on TV and talks about the band, and literally, no BS, talks about rival of my baby boy, Orion, who was a wow. great name, right, Metall- a Metallica yeah. song, um, and she didn't know anything about it, no clue about whether it would be a boy or a girl, or even if person that I was dating at the time who is now, you know, now Jessica, she, whether or not she would be pregnant or not. So he, she knew she was going to be pregnant and she knew that it was going to be a baby boy. And this wow. is all on TV coming, coming soon. But back to the, back to the showcase, <clears throat> it's, uh, kicks off Thursday, October 24th here in Connecticut. Um, it's at a new club called, it's actually a really cool club. It's uh, a place called Axel's. And uh, A-X-L-E-S, and it's in uh, 2344 Foxton Road in North Brantford, Connecticut. It's off of Route 80, and uh, it's kind of like a, a legal uh, speakeasy where it's a private club, but on my night, it's going to be open to the public, and you have to, like, basically, you just go there, and if, 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 if they know that you're there for the Mindstown Music Metal Rock Night, you get right in for free, and uh, it's there's specials all night. Got to be 21, but it's really killer. The place has a beautiful bar. You can eat off the floor. It has a stage. I mean, you know, I'm doing every other Thursday from October 24th on the kickoff party, the Halloween costume party, and my my Black Sabbath tribute band Earth is headlining, and we have Kings and Liars and another uh, stoner kind of uh, rock band called Tree Beard, and that's the uh, kickoff. And then from there on in, every other Thursday, I have some killer shows. It's all listed on my page and on the Mindstone Metal Rock Mania page. 
Um, so you can, you know, you can go there and check out the calendar of events coming up too. So yeah, a lot Excellent. going on with that, man. Cool. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you updating us on everything that you got going on. Uh, you and I need to talk more about, you know, maybe a podcast or radio show or something in the, uh, in the future. We kind of been talking about that behind the scenes. So we'll continue that talk. Uh, but before we let you go, Opus, I want to just ask you, you know, Gargantuan Soul was like a big kind of band for me, you know, and, and I always kind of in a way looked up to you guys because you guys, you know, when I was doing my thing with my bands, you know, back in the day, I always felt like you guys always had it together. You know, you, you had the, you know, the great sound and the great songs and stage show, but you also just had the business end always wrapped up and you had you got people excited. You, you had your own scene going on which is not an easy thing to do. You know, you, you really got to work hard to create those scenes. And I always thought that there was a good chance G-Soul was kind of going to make it big, make it really big. I mean, you guys, you guys definitely made it to a certain level, but you never got to that, you know, superstar level. Uh, does it upset you when you look back that you guys never really broke through to, and, and, you know, took over the world? It, uh, you know, it, being bitter isn't going to do anything positive. And I went through that. Yeah, I just, but I mean, while. you guys were so close. Yeah, I always feel like you guys were no. so close. It was an illusion, man. <laughs> it's a trick. It's a trick. Remember the lyrics in the drive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, realistically, it's, it imploded from the inside out. And it really is no one else's fault but our own. Um, you could blame it on the managers. You could blame it on this deal not happening, that deal not happening, or the styles of music changing because rap rock kind of went out of style, uh, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, it's really, uh, you know, I think it's about sticking with it and hitting that 10-year mark and believing in what you do. And, you know, that's why with this band, like regardless of the guitar player or not, I mean, like, for example, Ross is out of the band, but, you know, there's some great news for Dead by Wednesday. We got nominated into two categories for the second annual Connecticut Music Awards, which is a big deal now here. Uh, we got best metal band and best overall band, and we're going to go to the Bushnell on September 17th and hopefully win one of the awards. I mean, who knows? There's like five, 600, you know, people going and like all these bands, and they make it a big deal. And, and I, you know, I really appreciate all the people that helped us get to that point as far as voting and, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Like, I basically, you know, as far as, like, what's coming, what's to come, I mean, you guys downloaded the free track, Left for Dead. You guys listen to it. You tell me what you think, you know, about about the band. I mean, you can go to our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash Dead by Wednesday, and download the brand-new taste test of what's to come on the new album. It's called Left for Dead, the new song. It's also featured on Jamie's um, new Hateware uh, for the for what is it called uh, for the Headbangers Rural New Music Volume Four. It's a Hateware compilation CD with a bunch of great bands on it. We have our new track on that as well, um, and you could get that either from the martyrstore.net if you order something, or you could go right through me. Come, you know, just email deadbywednesday.com say you want a compilation, and we'll take care of you. Um, or go to any of our shows, and they'll be there for free. They were handing them out at Mayhem. So there's a lot of stuff to look forward to as well. But as far as Gargantuan Soul goes, I mean, I, yes, I went through a stage that I was really bumming, but you have to, you know, perseverance is key. You have to trudge on. 
if you love what you do, then it doesn't matter what happens. It's about the music and the music that, that you know, makes you, that drive, drives me. And, um, you know, it, it's one minute you're up, they're, they're a roller coaster. One minute you're up, you're playing Woodstock in front of, you know, 300,000 people. The next day you're playing West Virginia at a club where you have a, a drippy roof and a, and, and a raindrops going on your head while you're playing uh, in front of eight people. I mean, so it's, it's called the music business. So I understand, I, I know that it's, it's I want to be like, yeah, it sucks, but my life's pretty good, man. You know what I mean? Like, right. I got to a certain point. I got to a certain point. I learned a lot. It does suck that I didn't ever get to that point where, because that, that I could have, should have, would have. But that's what it is. Could have, should have, would have. That's all it is, man. And and you and everyone is on, put on this earth for a reason. So maybe you know, I might not be uh, a super, you know, like like Kirk Cobain or, or like something like that right now. But you know, I'm sure that I, I, I want to be respected too for my music. So maybe one day, you know, regardless if I'm alive or not. People will be like, "Hey, there'll be a long line at my funeral." I know that, Mark. Right. Okay. I got you. I got you. That well, as exactly. go ahead, Opus. I'm uh, sorry. No, I said. I said. I said. If that means anything, I don't know if it does, but you know, I, I mean, I always tell people it's funny how you know if I if I had a nickel for everyone that knew my name around the around the country or the world, I'd be you know a millionaire, but I don't. So. I mean, being popular isn't really doing much for me. It's all about people nowadays. You have to be like, you know, people, they have to actually buy the album and, and, uh, and be, you know, be a part of like some conglomerate machine. And, uh, you know, I've always been sort of a renegade and, and a rebel against the, the right, the sort of right ways. And a lot of bands that were amazing never really got to that level, like Candiria, like Fishbone. I mean, you know, you could name a ton of them, you know, that just kind of missed the mark. And I don't want to be known as that. I want to be known as just someone who loved what he did and a badass drummer who could play with any band. And, uh, you know, I'm even doing, like, right now I'm I'm doing this, like, sort of renaissance-y, uh, not folky, but, like, acoustic rockish, like, almost like Days of a New mixed with Pink Floyd mixed with, like, Cat Stevens y type of solo project where I can, you know, I could be down the road, I could down the road, I could be sixty years old and play, you know, a club and play guitar for a couple hours or whatever, hour or so and sing and not play drums and actually still play out and be have a more mature project. I mean, and I'm still doing the Black Sabbath tribute. I'm playing drums for that earth. I'm playing drums for the Alcoholica, the Metallica tribute. So there's so much stuff I could do with my with my my, my talent, um, and it's like you know this is just it's just awesome. I mean, I've I've I think it's a great great way of, of living. You know, it's to be a musician. You know, cool, very cool. And since you are playing with these Sabbath tributes, uh, I did want to ask what your I or what your thoughts are on the latest Sabbath album and the whole Bill Ward or ordeal is. Do, do you think that uh, how they work things out was cool in your opinion, or do you wish that they would have worked things out with bringing Bill back into the fold? Well, look, when it comes to business, you never know how, how things happen. So I can't really make a, a comment on the business end. What I can comment on is 
The last time I saw Black Sabbath in its entirety with the four original band, Ozzy and Tony and Keezer and, and Bill, is the last time I saw the band. I refuse to go, and I, I don't want to taint the memory of what I saw and what I heard because I am a true believer of, um, you know, the original members really what make a band. Like when I saw the, you know, the current, uh, the, the, you know, all of the police in entirety and uh, like things like, you know, no offense to Van Halen, they sounded great, but things like, you know, throwing in their son to play bass isn't the same. And although I love, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Brad fan. I'm actually, that's who used to manage Gargantuan with Soul was, Rage Against the Machines um, tour manager, Ford, was our manager. So I got to play on Brad's drum set. We opened up for Rage Against the Machine a few times. I met, you know, everyone but Zach. I met, I had sushi for the first time with, with uh, the bass player, Tim, and I, and uh, Tom Morella knows, knows who I am and stuff. So not to drop names, but, like, those guys, you know, were, they were so innovative at the time. I love Brad, and I love, Brad, I love Brad's playing on the new Black Sabbath album. But for me, the Black Sabbath is a is a dirt a dirty raw sound with not a lot of production, um, you know, different tempos, jazz feel mixed in with bluesy like doomy, dirty music, and Bill Ward is the guy for that job. Now, Rod did a great job, and I actually, I actually. At first, did not like the album, and because I was judging off of the song "God Is Dead," I'm not a fan of that song at all. I think it's pretty not boring, but just like it just doesn't doesn't hit. It misses the mark for me personally as a Black Sabbath fan playing all their stuff. And um, but then when I listen to the rest of the album. The production is still super clean and not really what I would have done. I would have would have went back to tape, two inch tape for it. But at the same time, it grew on me a little bit. And it's because of Brad, you know, he, he tried, when the more I listened to Brad's parts, he actually did it justice. He tried to play similar to what, what he thought Bill Ward would have done. You could tell he really studied Old Sabbath before, you know, writing his parts, which is really cool. Now, as far as the touring guy goes, I heard he's a great player, he's a monster, and he does a great drum solo. But I just didn't, I didn't go see it because I don't want to ever uh, kind of like, I want to remember it as I saw it, which was all four members together. And Ozzy sounded great when I saw him. And I just don't want to, like, you know, paint that memory. So I, right. I have mixed feelings about it. I still I think it's a, I think it's a decent album. Uh, not their best work by far. And uh, But you know what? It's Black Sabbath, man. How could you go wrong? Right on. Right on. Well, Opus, we're going to have to let you go tonight, but we'd love to get a talking metal ID from you before we, we go, saying your name, your band, and you are listening to Talking Metal. You got it, man. What's up? This is Opus the Dopus from Dead by Wednesday from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to TalkingMetal.com. Cool. Thanks, Opus, and I'll uh, I'll definitely catch up with you in the next uh, week or two. I'll I'll give you a ring when we go to post this episode. Awesome, man! You had some big news in there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll uh, hype it the best we can. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> and congratulations on the the big news with your baby on the way. Awesome. Very cool, bro. Talk very to you cool. soon, man. Victor, Victor, thank you, man. 
Thank you, Open. All right, take it easy. Get into a little dead by Wednesday right now, guys. back put it dead by wednesday there the track is left for dead if you want to check that out again you can download that off of their soundcloud uh, page soundcloud forward slash dead by wednesday yeah we'll link that in today's show notes 
And um, I guess that that's more or less it for today, right, yeah. Mark? Yeah, you know, the interview went a little long, which is cool because Opus, uh, as always, had a lot to say. And I should have known the, the 15 minutes we had kind of allotted for his interview was going to turn out to be, you know, 30 minutes or more. Uh, actually, a lot more, I would think. But anyways, it, it's always excellent to talk to him. So that was... Uh, that. Whoa, and Mark just uh, looks like he cut out on us again with the... He, again, he's working with a MiFi connection. I'm on a really bad Wi-Fi knocking me off so sorry sorry to our live listeners we may try to clean this up for the podcast interview but uh, where do we leave off yeah I was just uh, rattling off all the Facebook and Twitter stuff and uh, I guess uh, you want to mention the Hulu again before we yeah. knock things it's fine uh, Hulu, dot, Hulu, Hulu Plus not Hulu.com huluplus.com slash metal definitely do us a favor and visit that link you'll be hearing a lot more about that in the next couple episodes and god we need your help uh, with this sponsorship we just need you to click through try out hulu for free on us for for two weeks and uh you know by doing that by getting a free gift of hulu you are supporting the talking metal podcast again it's not hulu it's hulu plus which is a lot more than hulu so, yeah, anyways, thanks so much, guys. There's other ways to support Mars Attacks and Talking Metal, like using our Amazon links on MarsAttacksRadio.com and TalkingMetal.com. You can make a PayPal donation and show your support that way, too. Cool. So we're going to leave things off now with a little White Wizard, and we'll see you guys next time here on yes. Talking Metal Live.
This episode of the Talking Metal Podcast has been sponsored by Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash metal. Again, that's HuluPlus.com forward slash metal. Let everyone you know know about this offer. You can also go to TalkingMetal.com and click on the Hulu Plus banner. Guys, thanks for listening to this show today, and thanks for supporting us by supporting Hulu Plus. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.